0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Health Affairs This Week. I'm Jessica Bylander. And I'm Ellen Bayer. Ellen, somehow it's December and we've collectively made it through another year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Unfortunately, the end is not necessarily in sight. People, you know, continue to get sick and die from the virus, Um, but there's also some hope, you know, with vaccines available for everyone age five and up and some possible new treatments but we actually wanted to go beyond COVID-19 and talk about some of the other major developments in health policy for the year. Obviously, one of the first big developments of the year was the ushering in of a new administration. So can you talk a little bit about that
1: and what that's meant for health policy? Sure. So as we all know, the new year brought a new president, new leadership throughout the administration. So of course, a new head of HHS Xavier Becerra and Chiquita Brooks-Lashur as the new CMS administrator. And what I feel is particularly notable about this administration with respect to health policy is the focus on equity. Um, Of course, um, we saw that in the COVID space with creation of the COVID Health Equity Task Force, chaired by Dr. Marcella Nunez-Smith of the Yale School of Medicine. But the focus on equity really goes way beyond COVID. The the president on the very first day of the administration signed an executive order um, to establish uh, what was called a whole of government equity agenda to make efforts throughout the federal government to advance equity. And you can really see this in in CMS um, on the administrator's uh, blog. She uh, she talked about her vision for the agency after the first 100 days. She talked about six strategic pillars that all CMS activities should align with, and the very first was health equity. And so you can see uh, uh, some examples of this as uh, the agency has tried to encourage states to enroll eligible immigrants uh, in Medicaid and CHIP, um, to try to address the kind of chilling effect that had occurred when the previous administration tried to expand the public charge rule to include Medicaid, which made many immigrants uh, reluctant to apply for Medicaid and SHIP and other safety net benefits. Um, also, CMS has committed in this administration to focus uh, some efforts of the CMS Innovation Center uh, which which works on value based payment models. It traditionally has been very Medicare focused. Um, Administrator Brooks sure has made a commitment that it will also include uh, Medicaid providers in some of these models to have more of a Medicaid and equity focused. Um, and the administration a lot a lot more is going on in the Medicaid space as well, right, Jess? Yeah,
0: there were some pretty big developments in Medicaid this year. Um, well, for one, you know, over the course of the year, the Biden administration. Basically, began the process of undoing um, the requirements that several states had put into place to require Medicaid beneficiaries to work or attend school or job training in order to be enrolled in the program. So, um, so work requirements in states like Arkansas, New Hampshire, Michigan, others have um, gone by the wayside, and um, so that's that's an interesting development. While some states hadn't put their work requirements into place yet, we do know from the Arkansas experience that um, while that requirement was in effect, 18,000 adults lost coverage um, and they, the requirements didn't necessarily increase employment rates. So we published a study about that back in September, 2020, um, which is worth checking out. And another important development in Medicaid was um, increasing options to expand postpartum Medicaid coverage, specifically under the American Rescue Plan Act so um, so under the Act states have a new option for extending postpartum Medicaid from 60 days which is traditional um, in the program for pregnancy related Medicaid to 12 months and this would take this would take effect starting in April of next year and would be available to states for five years so there are other options for extending postpartum Medicaid including through a waiver um, and so currently, 26 states have approved or pending actions to extend postpartum Medicaid, either through the new option under the rescue plan or another means. So that's something to watch in the coming years. And another big development that you've discussed on the podcast, Ellen, was the big infrastructure bill that was finally signed into the law this year and that did have some health-related provisions.
1: Yes, uh, exactly. So the, the, the law as enacted included an, uh, mostly provisions, uh, um, the area that we sort of traditionally think of as infrastructure, like roads and bridges and rail and airports. But as we had talked about in an uh, episode of the podcast over the summer, it also included some some provisions that have really important health implications. I won't go into detail here since we've already talked about it. But uh, for example, uh, efforts to um, replace all of lead pipes all throughout the country, um, which create uh, a tremendous health risk in drinking water, uh, more than $50 billion dollars to protect against the effects of droughts, floods, wildfires, sort of certainly very uh, life-saving uh, type provisions at preventing long-term harms to physical and mental health um, that tend to fall disproportionately on underserved and disadvantaged communities, uh, $21 billion to clean up Superfund and other highly polluted sites that pose major risk to public health.
0: Yeah, and kind of all summer and fall, this infrastructure bill was had been tied to um, another bill that would enact some of the broader healthcare-related provisions, as well as other social-related provisions of the Biden administration, called the Build Back Better Act. So, um, so there's a lot related to healthcare in that, and that bill has passed the House, but not yet the Senate. So. Um, it includes some pretty big changes to medicare and medicaid. So what do those look like at least in the house passed version
1: of the bill? So in in the area of medicare, um the the bill that passed the house would create new hearing benefits in in medicare, which is which is a really significant change. Seniors would get benefits for hearing services beginning in 2023. Um, audiologists and other hearing specialists would qualify for Medicare reimbursement. Another significant change that the bill would make to ACA marketplace plans, um, it would would make premiums basically be no cost, uh, zero premiums for people with incomes up to 150% of poverty, about $19,000 a year for a single person. Um, And it would also limit... um, Premiums for people over 400 percent of poverty, such they wouldn't have to pay more than eight and a half percent of their incomes and premiums. So those are some those are some significant changes. The bill also made some um, some substantial uh, changes in the area of prescription drugs. Right, Jess?
0: Yeah, actually, just this week, President Biden was touting his proposal to lower prescription drug spending in Medicaid. Um, he had a speech at the White House earlier this week. Um, So specifically, the Build Back Better Act would allow Medicare to negotiate prices to lower the cost of certain high-priced drugs, like a limited amount, Um, and in part, it would use the average price paid in certain other countries like the UK and Canada to help set a maximum fair price for the drug in the US. Um, There's also provisions in the bill that would penalize drug makers, that raise drug prices faster than inflation. And also would cap out of pocket costs for insulin at $35 a month. So there's just so much in this bill. Um, we can't cover it all in this podcast, but definitely something to look out for. Democrats, of course, we're hoping to pass the bill before Christmas, but it looks like the debate will likely continue into the new year.
1: Sounds like that's a good place to wrap up, Jess. Yeah. So thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And if you like this podcast, please tell a friend and subscribe to Health Affairs This Week wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, Jess. Thanks. Bye.